Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Um Actually Comics. My name is Tristan, and I'm joined by Bob. Yes. <laughs> Indeed, you are. Overtired and, and moderately drunk. Perfect. Bob. It's the, that's the way we like it. And uh, it is uh, April, th- well, it's going to be April 5th when you finally hear this, because these things take time. time uh, but uh, let me tell you, it's, uh, it's a week of comics where comic books came out. Let me tell you that. As opposed to all other weeks. I'll tell you that for free. Uh, some of it's good, some of it's bad, some of it's indifferent, and uh, we'll tell you all about it. Yep. Starting uh, As is our want. Now. Whoa. Exactly now. Uh, so I got whiplash. The Adventures of Superman John Kent, two mm. of six. Yeah. Uh, uh, nice ending to this, to this story. <laughs> I yeah, was good. I was pretty surprised by how this went down, and uh, an interesting potential story ramification of mm. uh, therein. I'm I'm curious to see how this works. Yeah, they uh they did they, they did something along these lines in a uh, in a recent uh, Dark Knight's Metal multiverse special with Owlman. So uh, I'm I'm eager to see how uh, they they transition out of this one. But pretty pretty fun. Yes, dug it. Uh, we have Almighty number three. I like this comic. It's a great comic. Yeah, it's good. Yep, it's a miniseries. And uh, Amazing Spider-Man number 23, also great. Ooh, yeah, there's a really great uh, Spider-Man versus Captain America throwdown. Nice. Clever use of Spider-Man's powers there. <laughs> I was being, uh, uh, I was just looking at this Chris, uh, Chris Bacalo. Where his head's cover, all lumpy. And I I just love his art. Yeah, I do too. And, That's great. and this is adorable. It's just him staring at a little spider. For, yeah, where's that spider? If he's nice. above like the tallest skyscraper, where is this spider coming down from? It's like Steve Ditko, like mm-hmm. yes. when he would draw and like swing from like above actual skyscrapers. It's like, what's his web line attached to there? I got to tell you, man, I just started finally playing the Spider-Man video game that Which, I had oh, the, I the new newish. Okay. Like the the PlayStation Four one that okay. you know everyone had played these things. seven years ago, but uh, holy fuck, it's so crazy that the dynamic of the way that he swings in that game and how it had been kind of figured out in the '60s that that was what it would look like if he was doing this action with buildings and hmm. and it it like it's just it's accurate to the comics of the '60s. Nice and feels like real physics and it's crazy i don't nice. know it's really amazing that is cool it is an amazing spider-man is what i'm saying there's a uh i don't it, this is a a deep dive but there was a mini series as a fan of the uh, new teen titans in the 80s there was a mini series that was called tales of the teen titans and it had uh it had these pinups in the back and then the teen titans annual number one came up and 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 the four issues had all the new Titans, but then they were like, well, we don't have pinups for the other Teen Titans. So there's in the back of that first annual, there's these three different, there's a Kid Flash and a Wonder Girl and a Robin. And the Robin one is like the top of the city, but then Robin is like his web, his yeah. his line is like, and it's like, what? I remember just being a kid being like, what's he swinging from? Like Helicopters. Yeah, I mean, it's gotta be like a some kind of plane. I... uh <laughs> I remember very clearly watching the 60s Spider-Man cartoon or 70s Spider-Man cartoon. I don't remember when that it's, came out. Depending on which one, I think it's 60s. But. The, the really early one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I remember watching reruns of that as a kid yeah. and like as a really young kid and asking my father, 
where is he where are those webs going <laughs> what is he sticking to he's in the middle of central park yep. and <laughs> my dad was like it's a sky hook and i was like okay ah, <laughs> sky hook i was like yeah there's just cranes everywhere in new york city and he's just kind of like hanging off yep yeah he's his web line advantageous like, thank you <laughs> it's very advantageous uh avengers war across time yeah people love this they do I don't know why a person would love a war across time. I don't know because it's drawn war by Alan is Davis. Never good. No, Let it's me true. Tell you. It's not good for. What is it good for? It's not good for children or other living things. No, absolutely nothing. Whatever the fuck that bumper sticker said. Um, also, we have we have a few. I'm going to be uh, including a, fl- a few of the Blu-rays and mm. you know horrible, wonderful things that we have coming in uh including the blu-ray of basket case two Ooh, which two. is basket case two which is the movie that we're doing this week for the Funbox monster podcast as well i hear and that's that the a, better of the two. Oh, of the three it is definitely oh, the three. it is the it is the weirdest goddamn movie it's <laughs> so fucking weird all i know of back basket cases it's the video cassette cover that scared me as a child just the cover yeah it scared me and I would like be flipping through all the, the video cassettes and the video cassette rentals and then I would get to basket case and be like ah <laughs> it's, it's, it always I mean, scared me I think that's what's that's one of those great things about child imagination is that it feels like everything that scares you about like a horror movie the people who are afraid of horror movies or other things like that are the people who close their eyes or don't see yeah. them or any of that because they imagine something terrifying. Yes. And if you were to watch Basket Case, what you see is a <laughs> lump of rubber that looks like chewed gum being thrown by a PA at the face of someone. <laughs> and then they go, ah, and they die, which is a lot different than probably the horror that your mind imagined. Yes. Uh and I believe Belial still is at uh, Trash and Vaudeville, mm, or at least he was the last time I went to Trash and Vaudeville in New York City. Nice. Uh, Belial's like sitting in a basket in the corner. It would scare me to this day. It's I saw it. Pretty amazing. It was pretty exciting to see Belial nice. sitting around in a store. So that's pretty cool. Uh, Batman number one thirty four is out. Yeah, I'm ready for this storyline to be done. I like it, but. I'm kind of over the multiverse right now. Who is this shitty looking character? Uh, is he the mosquito? Please tell me he's the mosquito. No, he's like the red mask. <laughs> okay, somebody's. Yeah, I think there's a lack no, of inspiration. There was like this whole on. thing where it, it feels like this storyline, legitimately, and I don't want to like shit on it because I really like Zdarsky, but like Same. this storyline sort of feels like a placeholder. It's like basically yeah. like what happened at the end of failsafe was that batman instead of being killed was shunted into the multiverse and now he's on this world where mm-hmm. batman died and he's got to be batman and it's like it's it's fine it's just not like it's a justice league story it's not a batman story to me like, yeah it's like I especially understand. after this issue where they introduce literally all of the members of the justice yep. league but um i don't know I, it's just like it's good. I like it fine. I just let's get no, to the next I thing. I get it. Uh, Batman and the Joker, the deadliest of duos. Mm, the Joker, number in six. A sleek new costume. Mm. I don't know. Is it rubbery? Yes. Very nice. It's plate armory actually. No. It's more like I don't know. Whatever. It's. Does he look like a ninja turtle? He looks like a storm watch. 
Ew. <laughs> I'd rather he looked like a Ninja Turtle. I would too. <laughs> uh, Batman, uh, the hardcover for Failsafe, the first part of that Chip Zadarsky run. Which is great. Which is phenomenal. I, I loved really, it. Really, really enjoy it. I did love there it. There is Batman Spawn, the deluxe edition hardcover, which is uh, the first Batman Spawn. Or Spawn Batman. There's Batman Spawn War Devil, the Frank Miller one. Hmm. No, that was... The Klaus other, Jansen. The Klaus Jansen. The other one was the... Uh, that I think was Frank a, Miller might have wrote it. One of them is Frank Miller. One of them is Chuck Dixon. Uh, so do sure. not confuse, conflate the two. One no. is written very well. One, of these one things, is written by Chuck Dixon. One of these things is not like the other. No. And uh, and it also has the new, the new one. So it's a complete... All three stories that have ever been done with Batman and Spawn. Chuck Dixon, known for thinking drugs can the solve the 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 uh, the epidemic of addiction can be solved by shooting people. Yes, I love that guy. He's so smart. He is very smart. I'm gonna kill all the drug dealers with my gun. And also his uh, his most successful comics being porn. <laughs> I really, believe. I think Chuck Dixon's the guy that's like most of his stuff was porn. I could be wrong. You, I don't know. And if uh, he was like the guy who he wrote for DC, and now he's like woke DC. Oh God, who's woke the guy? Comics. Who's the guy that Grr. ruined the X Men? Oh, that's Chuck Austin. <laughs> oh, I think it might. And be he Ch- did write Chuck yes, Austin's one. He is, I'm known, he is known for pornography. That's porn, right. Pornographic comic books. That's right. Um, also for uh, some some. Uh, I don't know. I actually don't hate his art. Uh, he did a Phantom Lady run in Action Comics Weekly. He, what else did he draw? Yeah, it's um, just his art is fine. It's, yeah, it's his fine. writing, kind of cartoony. Not. But he um, did he did a porn series, like yes. a, a adult only series. Uh, um, you know what else is adult and also amazing? What Batman: The Doom That Came to Gotham? Ooh. Oh, because they made a movie of it. Yes, and this is a new version of it. They they re released it, and it has a horrible little thing on it that says, "Now." you can not have to read this book or some shit. (laughs) It's like, look, now it's a movie, so you don't need to look at it no more. Now available as a cartoon. Uh, Which is really stupid. but With uh, bad voices. But I love this. That's great. I love the fact that it's so... What makes this better is the fact that, you know, it's Troy Nixie, so you got some kind of Mignola-ishness. Also Mignola wrote it. Then Mignola wrote it, so it's it's meant to be Mignola, and you had all three of the issues had, had... amazing fucking Mignola covers that yep. oh my god yeah and good. of course there's a dude with his head in a jar and all that kind of shit so it's yeah lots of lots of Lovecraftian nonsense it's very much like Batman meets uh what was the the second uh reanimator type movie uh, from beyond Ooh. it was kind of like from beyond meets Batman hmm. great Cool. Uh, yeah, it was fun. Black Science Compendium trade paperback. Ooh. They finally released that in some sort of giganto, one of them saga-style $60 phone bookie deals. Uh, omnibus. Omnibus, but in trade paperback form. Autobus. Uh, and we've got uh, Blood Tree, number three. Yep. And we have Captain America. America. Captain America. Uh, uh, Captain yeah, Umbilical. <laughs> uh, Sentinel of Liberty, number 11. Yes, I actually somehow forgot to even open the cover of this one. I don't know what happens. Sorry, folks. Speaking of things I forgot to open the cover of, Cosmic Ghost Rider number two. I loved this first issue, so I don't know why I did not. I flipped through it and it was confusing. I love this book. So nice. I, I, I love the I'm idea sure of 
anytime anytime you take away a giant cosmic powers abilities and kind of put them down into a kind of normal situation i'm kind of into it i would much rather read about frank castle as cosmic ghost rider than as the punisher personally oh, yeah absolutely myself personally we got a bunch of them uh dnd nolzer's marvelous minis oh so i won't describe all of them because there's like 15 of them but some good ones we got DC versus Vampires hardcover volume two, so that wraps up that arc, mm. which is pretty cool. Yeah, um, it was a great series until the last issue. <laughs> I liked the last <laughs> issue. I Whatever, it. I know you did. I thought it was good. Uh, Dead Heat Midnight Madness series Blu-ray. I love this fucking movie. Uh, probably for my money, the only good thing Joe Piscopo ever did. Oh. Joe Piscopo and Treat Williams are. Ooh police officers and they're murdered on the job and then they come back as zombie cops nice yes and there's there's some pretty fine screaming mad george big weirdo monsters in it and it's great nice i should uh addendum uh dc versus vampires even though i didn't like the i the only thing i didn't like about it is that it didn't actually end it continues into some other as yet unpublished series and i wanted a concrete ending i see anyway i liked it the whole thing uh, so the reason that I, I I hope you read this I know you didn't but fuck Disney villains scar why does this exist I flipped through it uh, I don't know why it exists I don't in general do you I, think anyone will buy this comic at all yes interesting I'm curious to see if that's true I am too we'll I ordered, convene next week I ordered 10 copies and we will see if there are any missing by the end of the yeah, week. Yeah, you'll have to let me know. I'm very curious because I cannot see why anyone would give two shits about this. I don't know. Like, I, I think I just mean, like if it's Disney, like someone guaranteed gives a shit about it. Like of all the things, like the guy that ate the hero's dad <laughs> is not the one that I'm like I that I really want to hear a story about. Yeah, it's this continuing Disney thing where it's like, remember Cruella Deville? Turns out she had a bad childhood. Fuck you. I don't yeah, give a exactly. Shit. <laughs> it's I don't want to a I don't want to redeem these characters and b I just don't care. I like m- number one. It's more that I really just don't give a shit. Yeah, I, mean, I mean it's just if you do, then you know what, enjoy it. I think there is an audience for it, clearly, but I uh, I don't. Um, I I think that I don't understand, and we've talked about this before. I've talked about this before. I know. I don't understand this drive to redeem or provide like redemption or oh, like motivation for I villains. Like, I it. don't understand it. It's like. Is uh, it just that people like the villains better? So no, they... people liked Wicked. That's it. Okay. That's that's the Disney thing. Is that like, oh shit, the Wicked Witch got a thing. We have a bunch of Wicked Witch esque villains. Let's just do the thing that Wicked did, and just. Oh. And it's like, well, yeah, but Wicked already fucking did it. Stop it. Yeah, it's I just like I like. Cares. Why can't a villain just be bad? Like, <laughs> why can't it just be? Why can't it just be an asshole? Like, yeah, and it's just like why can't like? So what if they had a bad childhood? Like they still murdered people. Like she still wanted to skin tiny puppies and yeah. make a coat out of them. But like, those puppies killed her family. Uh, I don't fucking no, I don't know. I don't know. Her it's family dumb. one time crossed path like a car accident happened because a puppy was in the road yes <laughs> and her whole family was killed oh boy uh fables 158 and We're how almost there we've got 
four more issues until the oh, end. All right. Uh, we've got Flash 786, 796, I'm sorry. Loved it. Really? Yeah, I did. Cool. Uh, flawed, which I wish I was still paying attention to. Yeah, I kind of trailed off it after the last one. It looks like something crazy happened, though, from the covers. <laughs> oh, I didn't look. I, I actually, know. I really didn't enjoy I did not enjoy the last issue, and yeah, I didn't pick this one up. That's too bad. Uh, Ghost Rider number 13 is out. Cool. Also, I don't understand why they need to show his flesh melting off his skull for him to be interesting. I don't feel like that's... It's really important. Yeah. It's very important. It's like he doesn't need to look like a candle. <laughs> you know, like, I, the, I don't know. I it seems like, to me... Just poof. He's Ghost Rider. He's lived his life like a candle in the <laughs> He does now. Um, we've got, just in case anybody in the world doesn't own them, I bought nice cheap copies of Gremlins 1 and 2. <laughs> On DVD so that people could have them because it's an important thing that everyone own a copy of Gremlins 1 and 2. And if you are one of those people who has not been part of the cultural renaissance and the revival and public reassessment of Gremlins 2 uh, that has been going on in the last 10 or 15 years... Get on board. Gremlins 2 is a great movie. My favorite part about Gremlins 2 is that Leonard Malton wrote a bad review of Gremlins 1 so that they, the guy cast him in Gremlins 2 and murdered and him. And then killed him. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he still gets fucking residuals for being in the movie, so it's weird, but, you know, there you go. Like, that's good. That's good revenge, I think. <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, this was one of my favorite books of the week. Mm. Hairball, number one. I also liked it. It Matt was very Kint. good. I love Matt Kent. This is, I think it's really important that it was a Matt Kent book because this is the kind of concept that could be, it's too easy to tug on your heartstrings with a cat story. And it's like, there are some people who can handle it and some people who can't. And this story is really smart. And it has some really creepy elements and some really weird elements. Mm. And it's not playing into. I mean, it is it does play into our cultural love of cats. We can't help it. But it is it's more it's more it's deeper than that. I liked the thing. And then maybe like I'll, I'll admit that I showed up after drinking some beers and <laughs> very quickly went through all the comics. So maybe my my grasp of it is not as deep as as it might have been but i like that you don't really know what the deal with the cat yeah, yeah. is no you don't okay yeah you do not. it's like the first issue doesn't tell you everything you it's, need to know you need to read the second issue or the they subsequent it, issues like literally the solicit compares it to junjay ito and i think that is in some ways kind of apt huh. the type of horror that they're going for here there are things involving the cat puking things up and drawing things out of the body of the child. Yeah. That like Yeah, like the hairball is like almost like a character. The hairball sort may of. be a character and Or at least it's like not it it's not of the, entirely of the cat. Yeah, it is not of this earth. Yeah. Uh <laughs> it's cool. Yeah. It's it's very much like the uh oh fuck. What was the, the uh the Uninvited, the movie The Uninvited. I don't know that movie. Sorry. Uh, it's a great movie. It involves a cat that has another cat inside it oh. that launches out of it and murders people. Okay. So it's like Basket Case, but for cats. But for cats. Uh, basket Cats. Basket uh, Cats. Hell to Pay, number four. Did not read it. 
It's a comic book that no one cared about until it got solicited for a movie or a Whoa. TV show or options or some dumb shit. Now you have to own it because it's important and it turns out it was really good. Mm. I mean, it's I'm Charles sure. Sewell and Will Sliney, so it's not it's not nobody's. It's yeah. two people who know what they're fucking doing. Will Sliney's a great artist. Yep. Uh, Charles Sewell's a great writer. Uh, he is. So it's just... This wasn't my bag when I first read it, so yeah. I haven't gotten on board. Same. You know what is a, is my bag? House, the Criterion Collection. <laughs> I thought you were saying Icon versus Hardware. <laughs> no, no, it's not. Uh, but uh, House, a.k.a. Houseu, the Japanese Frico movie. Is House 2 the one with the Western ghost? That is House 2, but not Houseu, oh, which is House This is the Su. Japanese oh. ghost movie, which is drastically different than house, <laughs> house and two. house two uh although house two i love it i remember liking it i don't remember anything about it but it's, i do remember seeing it and liking it wicked weird yeah i remember there's a comic about comic yeah adaptation yeah there's of a it really as well. there's a really cool comic adaptation and then yeah. the care one of the characters was totally bitten for the movie the frighteners which oh. is also a movie that starring I michael j fox starring michael j fox but it, i like, saw that in the theater john astin i did too uh john astin plays basically the same like dead cowboy character in huh. the frighteners that was in house two very strange weird uh but uh but and, i am talking about house oh, yeah. house and we have it on both blu-ray and on dvd and it's criterion collection so Ooh. it's like fancy and schmancy this <laughs> i swear to god if this is not i mean if you take out meet the feebles and pretend that movie doesn't exist in the world uh, House you might be the weirdest fucking movie ever made. Okay. Uh, it is It is straight up just... Sounds, sounds like a challenge. It is straight up nutter butters from, from the part where the piano eats somebody to the part where there's just random ladies selling watermelons for seemingly no reason. <laughs> this movie is great. Uh, nice. Anyway, I am Iron Man number two. Yeah, this one actually made more sense than the first oh, one. Thank God. Yeah, it did. Although he talks to an, a fish that says it speaks bioluminescence. <laughs> well, I mean. Which makes more sense than the first one. That makes more sense this than the first one. This giant fish that's like, I speak bioluminescence. Does he say it with words? I think so. <laughs> For fuck's sake. I'm pretty sure. Hold on. I'll go get it. Uh, are you sure it's not translated from the bioluminescent? <laughs> oh, whatever. <laughs> it uh, might be. I'm going to say, I hate this place. Number seven is out. And Icon versus Hardware, number two, is out, even though nobody's buying it. Yep. The Immoral X-Men, number three, is out. Uh, this is actually pretty cool because it's got that character that was the only one of these uh, the uh, chimeras that I actually like, which is uh, Rasputin... 14 is that who she is the one who's she's magic and colossus and kitty pride and nightcrawler all right hey uh so in iron i am iron man iron man falls to the bottom of the ocean and then he speaks a scribble it's literally just a <laughs> scribble in a word bubble and then this giant fish says i don't speak bubbles buddy i speak fluorescence pretty well though <laughs> sure good enough <laughs> good enough <sighs> Um. Yeah, that book's Sorry. not good. Yeah. Uh, Joe weird. Fix It number four is a good book that is good, mm -hmm. and I enjoy it. Uh, Joker, the man who stopped laughing, number seven is a book that continues to be out, and he still hasn't laughed yet, not a single time. Congratulations. 
I'm, I'm proud I mean, it's really a tragedy. You want the Joker to laugh because that's his whole raison d'etre. <laughs> it really is. Uh, we got this book here that I had a lot of faith in, and so I ordered really high on, and now I regret it because it's not very <laughs> good. Uh, and I will say I will accept the uh, this terrible mistake I made, and you don't need to buy it. It's called Junk Rabbit, number one. It's fine. It's fine. You should take a chance on it. You know what? <laughs> It's probably better than we think. Also, maybe it will be optioned for a film. I will say that the dialogue was what killed it for me. I think there's ideas in this that I thought were kind of cool, but like it was it was a lot of very fast like three years out of date slang that I was like Well, so okay. I figured out what the deal was for me and why. Like I read about it and I was like, "Oh, I got to check that out." And it, cuz it said it was by Jimmy Robinson. And I thought it was <laughs> Andrew Robinson, who is somebody who doesn't do a lot of comics huh. but who I like. But Jimmy Robinson is the guy who did Bomb Queen, I believe. Ah, of course it is. And that's the fan of this. If you liked Bomb Queen, perhaps junk rabbit I think it's, so i don't think no, there were I, it's not. I don't think i saw boob one in this no i know but it's the same creator right yeah sure i think it is yeah but i feel like bomb queen the entire purpose is to show boobs yes um anyway let's get off that comic that i did not enjoy and go to king spawn number 21 which you did enjoy which i thought was the best ever uh, the, every single there seems like there's like 15 books out this week that all are making reference to Basquiat. I don't know why. There's like three different covers that have little crowns on them. Obviously, King Spawn having the little Basquiat crown. Sure, fine. But something else. Somebody else is speaking the crown in one of the covers too. I was like, I don't understand any of this. I don't know. The world is a strange. Place. I can't see the cover from here. Uh, we've got Love Everlasting, number uh, six. Oh, I like um, it, although I still, I I, th- I just really need to sit down with this whole series yeah. and like and read it because I love the art. Um, oh, it's a very cool. Lot. It is very cool. And I think the concept is basically two people that get trapped in romance comics. Yes, that is the deal. Yeah, so it's back after a little short hiatus. And I skipped uh, Koshi in Hell, number four. Yep. And uh, and one of the more interesting of the Blu-ray things that we got in this week, uh, there is a it is a thing called Myth, Magic and Mutilation, the micro budget cinema of Michael J. Murphy from 1967 through 2015. This is a collection of backyard horror movies made by just this one dude who just is basically uh, he's Britain's answer to oh god I'm gonna I'm gonna forget Mike his name Mike Borchardt uh, no the guy that did <laughs> Alien Factor and like uh, all of these he's I was like, thinking about the Coven guy uh, kind of that too I mean those guys fit into that same kind of like SOV shot on video kind of kind of world yeah yeah it's crazy it's inter- what's really interesting one of the people who i know the guy that i did the uh, the soundtrack for mm-hmm. recently for one of his shot on video things that is getting released soon also the documentary that we were in got a got a nod at a film festival which is kind of cool cool um but he was he was mentioning something on his uh on on his facebook and Rick Sloan started talking to him, who's the guy that made the movie Hobgoblins, hmm. that was a 
pretty well-known mystery science theater pickup. Oh, okay. And, uh, and I just thought that was really interesting that all of these SOV guys, even going back to the 80s, SOV guys are all kind of friends together. <laughs> I just think it's funny that that's... I love it because it's such a cool... It's so cool to see that there are people who know that what they're doing cannot be successful. They're literally doing something. It's it's kind of wonderful. It's like being in a polka band or something. Like an SOV movie can never be widely accessible. Mm-hmm. It's never going to be. And it's going to be enjoyed by a limited number of people. And you're doing it because that's what you fucking love to do. And I think that's just, I don't know. I, there's something magical about that to I, me. I know it's not, it's only adjacent, but have you seen the trailer for Big Shark? No, I have not. <laughs> it's the new, uh, the Tommy Wiseau. Oh shit! No, I have not. No, <laughs> you should watch I, it. I would like to see that. Oh, but I will. Oh, in the middle of this, since we're doing a lot of movie stuff in this podcast, hmm. it's supposed to be all about comics. <laughs> yes, only comics. Uh, I do want to recommend uh, "Smoking Causes Coughing." Oh everybody yeah, you talked about to, that on your Instagram. Everybody needs to see that movie. It's fucking insane. All right. <laughs> French movie. It is not dubbed. You do have to deal with subtitles oh, man. Uh, for a movie that is basically the Power Rangers telling uh, telling horror stories. It's nuts. Okay. Each of the Power Rangers is a chemical additive to cigarettes, and they all combine their cigarette abilities to kill things. Interesting. Uh, yeah, it's very French and very crazy. Might have to watch that on a time when my wife is out because she has bad hearing and can't do subtitles oh that would be bad yeah uh unless she speaks french she doesn't uh mostly uh number three i liked mostly number one but i forgot to buy number two and then i realized that when number three came out because i was like i don't know what's happening well mostly they only come out at night mostly mostly uh my little pony number 11 is out Nasty number one is out. Oh, it's nasty. Nasty. I did, I bought this because I just knew it was good, but I, I didn't have the. I liked it. I didn't have the clarity of yeah, yeah, of yeah. mind to process it, so I was just like, I think I'll like this, and I just put it in my buy pile. This was this was interesting because this is one of those movies that is from. I mean, if this is your first time listening to the podcast, I think you would know by this point even that I am a fan of genre films. <laughs> and and that this is really like right down the middle. And sometimes when shit like this is so far right down the middle, it becomes too much. And this definitely hit a point where I was like, this is starting to grade on me. It's like it's this is too much of a good thing. And then it flipped around and I was like, OK, no, I like it again. And the, nice. the end I'm enjoying in a nutshell, what we have here is a person who, as a kid, became a really big fan of slasher films and winds up with an imaginary friend who is a Jason Voorhees shape type, you know, stalking killer. This person never hurts anyone. They just are their confident confidant in life and they just kind of hang out with them and they tell them their troubles. And it's just a, it's a coping mechanism that they've had. And then at one point in the book, something changes and there's a surprise twist and it's twist. pretty cool. I'm actually very much looking forward to seeing what they do with it. Nice. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think it's, it's a very, uh, I mean, not to, not to, uh, be so solipsistic about this, but I would definitely say that if you did like rad Wraith, 
this is somebody who's kind of on the same wavelength. Um, Nightclub number four is out, and that is a comic book that I bet is pretty okay. Mm. Uh, and I have not read it, but it's Mark Millar, and so they're usually pretty good. Yeah. All right. Here it is. <laughs> I fucking love this book. Nice. Planet of the Apes number one. This book, I was hoping... I basically had like my fingers strongly crossed that this movie was going to hit as hard as it did for me. And this was knocked out of the park. Uh, David Walker is like legitimately one of my favorite writers. I, I just, every time he writes something, I'm like, I'm on board. Mm. And honestly, it started with that Shaft series that he did. That was the yeah. first thing that I ever read by him. That was very and, good. And basically, in my mind, there is nothing in the world that could be harder than writing a compelling comic book based on the character Shaft <laughs> and making a narrative that, that works the way that his did. I was just like, it. that thing right there, that got me to the point where I was like, if he can do this, he can do anything. Yeah. And he continues to keep doing things that I'm like, this guy can fucking do anything. <laughs> I love him. Uh, amazing. And it's, this became a, this was, so originally it's a, it's a very ham fisted allegory for racism. The, the original French book was a ridiculously ham fisted to the point of being racist in itself by accident. <laughs> Um, essentially it's, it's parallel of ape equals black person became so on the nose that it was like, Oh fuck. Oh God. I <laughs> don't feel comfortable reading this, but, uh, David Walker has kind of taken this. It's he's expanded the metaphor to the point where we have a pandemic. We've got this thing that's wiping out humanity and it's caused by the apes. Uh, and the, and it also becomes a, a metaphor for how people reacted to Asian Americans during the pandemic. It becomes, it opens it up into this thing where they're blaming all of the apes for, for causing this pandemic there. There's literally roving gangs killing groups of apes because they think that they are responsible for this pandemic that has started wiping out humanity. Um, and there are certain people who are protecting them and it just, it's so strong. Like the people who are good and who are trying to do good and trying to stay on the side of, uh, of basically of goodness of just like basic humanity, uh, shine so brightly in this, in this story. Cool. It's just, it feels a story like this could get very bleak very quickly and it feels so hopeful in the places where it needs to. And uh, I just, I love it. I fucking love it. Period. End of sentence. Nice. Um, Strong book. Yeah. It's, I can't, I can't recommend it enough. Anyway, poison Ivy number 11 is out and she's poisonous. She is. Uh, Let's see. Radiant pink. Radiant Pink. <laughs> uh, Rogan Gambit, number two. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know what's going on in this <laughs> my f- book. My full review is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this It's so funny because, I mean, this very easily could be one of those things where 
I feel like the people who are buying it do like this book and they're enjoying it. So it may be written for people. It's, it's not for me and it may be a well done book in its, in its own right. It feels but like it, fan fiction to me. Well, yeah, but that's I I think that's, that's fine. The people if that that's what you're looking for, right? I think that the people that it's made for want that. Yeah, and so there you go. Um, do we not have saga this week? There's a saga. Over oh, okay. There. There, I see it. I didn't see it on the shelf. I was like, wait, it says saga. It's got here. a bl- it's got a black logo. It's uh, it's got a green cover with a, a sol- <laughs> was, solitary figure on a doing talking, something with a conveyor belt. I was talking to someone last week, and they were like, uh, I really think that Fiona just wants to stop doing saga. <laughs> Have you seen the new cover for Saga? <laughs> I was like, no, I haven't actually paid attention to it yet. I just had a blank cover when I got my solicit. And they were like, it's, it's just, it's the main character with shaved head. And she's just packing boxes at an Amazon facility. It does not look like something that you'd want to buy. And I was like, well, I think that's probably the point. <laughs> I finally, like about, I don't know, when right, right, when it came back from its most recent hiatus... I bought the latest the the issue the first issue back and then I was like I've bought every issue of this comic and I haven't read it in like 30 issues. Oh my god. And I was like I have to just stop cuz I'm just like yeah. literally only buying it because I have all of the rest and that makes sense. I just had to stop. But I'm sure it's good and yeah. lovely and great. Good and lovely and great. Yeah, I mean it came back uh a lot more hardcore than it was <laughs> like yeah. the, they definitely had some sort of something to prove at some point but uh yeah i don't know it's um, funny how the momentum of like oh, i'll save this for next yeah, i'll save yeah. it and i'll read them all together and then you know your collection is like spread out over four rooms and you're like i don't know where all of them are and i can't yeah and it becomes parallel paralysis and then you're I think like after, oh, shit. i think after it hits five issues of backup yeah, I think that's, that's when time. that's when paralysis hits. Yeah. So what I should do is that eventually I'll sit and read them all, and then. But I figured it'll probably be a lot easier to find issue like fifty six than like issue one. <laughs> yes. And I've oh, got yes. that one covered. Uh, unless it goes the way of Spawn, and then all of the later issues are like completely impossible to find. Oh yeah, yeah. But uh, Saga is still not uh, not slowing down popularity wise. Uh, Sandman Universe uh, Nightmare Country we have a fancy schmancy hardcover this is the uh, James Tinian stuff Um, and we also have the regular trade paperback out this week cool Uh, people are excited about it I was really happy to see that Uh, like people started calling about this like pretty wow. early on nice i was like okay good i'm i'm happy because i loved this series i thought it was really fun and i was like i was actually kind of disappointed at how long it took people to get on board with it it basically took the sandman tv show coming out for people to be like yeah hey, is there something ongoing i could read yeah it's like yeah it's been going for a while but also there's like the corinthian was yeah, a yeah, big sure. part of the tv show so probably people want to read more Fair enough. Character. Uh, you know what? You know what character people really want to read more about? Is it Savage Dragon? It's Salvage Dragon. Salvage Everybody Dragon. loves it. Nice. Uh, yep. In this issue, he something 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 dragon. He's leading up to the thirtieth anniversary, which you know is no mean feat. That's true. Uh, I don't 
know what's happening on this cover. Um, there's, uh, <laughs> I, you know, honestly, this one I opened up to the first page and it was just boobs, and I was like, eh, and I just closed it. I kind of thought that that the the B cover made me think he was going back to the uh, hyper sexualized shit that he was doing like three or four years ago. Mm. Maybe. Where- yeah, I don't know. I mean, honestly, I have no idea if it's just there's boobs on page one, but I just opened up to page one. And I was like, eh, boobs, and I just closed it. <laughs> not into them. Thank you very much. I mean, I'm not not into them. I'm just <laughs> like, I, this has nothing to offer me. Fair. Uh, Scarlet Witch, number four. Art is great in this comic. It is. There's There's an interesting thing added to the mythos. Mm. shall we say of scarlet witch in this issue huh uh essentially we've been going for a while here with this completely indestructible like uber god version of the scarlet witch and uh there is a a little kink in the armor that shows up here <laughs> and uh that's good uh yeah and uh, I, I know and then I, it becomes very big by the end yeah i she's too overpowered in general to yes. me like at some point like she stopped being like i have this power that makes like weird probability stuff happen to being like well, i can rewrite M-Day. reality with yeah. a re- wave of my finger that was yeah as soon as as soon as m day happened that was like okay uh michael brian michael bendis and his fantastically uh renowned sense of knowing what characters do before yep. he writes them yep uh we've got Scooby-Doo, number 121. Cool. We have Sonic the Hedgehog. The Hedgehog. Uh, it's a number one fifth anniversary edition. I don't know what that means. That means five years ago, a new Sonic number one came out, and now they're printing it again. I seem to remember that five years ago, some friends of mine asked me to say some MC rhymes, but <laughs> that, that that might be unrelated. I really was. I was a bated breath <laughs> waiting for where that was going. I should have known. Uh, you knew it was going to be Run DMC lyrics eventually. Mm. Uh, okay, so Spider Gwen Shadow Clones number two. I like Spider Doctor. Uh, no, Spider Gwendipus. Spider Gwendipus. There's also Spider Grino and another <laughs> Spider Gwen. I don't know. I can think that's the whole point of this comic. Is oh, just absolutely. Different villains as Gwens. I don't really. I don't know. Whatever. It's I fine. don't. It's fine. I feel I feel bad. I'm about to just hate on something for no fucking reason. And but god damn it. The Ivan Tao variant sucks. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't know which one that is. Uh, it's the one in twenty five, so it's not even on the floor. But it's like yeah. Jesus. Ah, blark. That's all I have to say. Uh if I saw that airbrushed on someone's T shirt, I'd be like, eh. That's not very good. Uh, anyway, uh, but there it is. Uh, so, and what we have here is Spider-Man number seven. Oh, man. Oh, boy. First appearance. First uh, You kids, you don't appearance. even know. It's just so valuable. You gotta get it, because you can sell it for more than you paid so for it. So much A money. full dollar profit. It's make so many dollars. It's yours for the taking. Uh, yep, just scalp away. Okay, so. I mean, probably. Here's the deal. You can't somehow. because, yeah, it's more than that. I think it's going for like 20. What? Um, but so here it is. We've got uh, Edge, End of Spider-Verse. This is the Spider-Man regular series. There's a new crappy character that's showing up called Spider-Boy that looks like garbage and uh, is going to be worth money. 
And so if you're reading this story, people are going to try to snag it out from under you so you won't know what the fuck is going on in this story that you're actually enjoying. So what we have done is taken them off the shelf. And if you're reading the story, you talk to me and I will give you a copy. (laughs) Because otherwise, uh, we even there's even a workaround for our freaking system, which is bumming me out. We had to do a thing where we made it so you can only buy two copies of any comic. And we thought that that would, that would fix this uh, so that scalpers wouldn't just come and order 50 copies of this and just wipe us out of, of uh, a hot comic. Now it turns out that the shop interface, I'm, I'm telling tales out of school here, but I'm going to cancel your order if you use this against me, by the way. Uh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> the shop interface literally allows you to go to Facebook and buy them off our website, and you can just buy as many as you fucking want. What? And I'm like, great, thanks, Facebook. Yet another, I mean, the first ruining democracy, and now this. <laughs> Ugh. Why, how does that, like, I didn't even know you could buy comics from you on Facebook. I know, it's stupid. I shouldn't even allow it. But we have a bunch of orders that come through with it, so it's kind of yeah. silly to not do it. Well, just cancel the ones that are oh, obviously yeah, yeah. If, shystery. If people, are being, if people are being dicks, I stop them. But nice. I also had to cancel, I had to shut off international shipping today because we had an incident happen. I had somebody who wanted a book. They wanted one of Sean's hardcovers and mm-hmm. they were in France and I was like okay cool I'll ship it to you shipped it to them they claimed that it wasn't well packed uh, which absolutely was it is possible that it was not well packed when it got to them because it does get opened by sure by customs sometimes yeah. and so it was beaten up when it showed up on their doorstep they then said you need to refund me all of my money which includes $89 in shipping Oof. that I have to eat. So basically, I lost $120 because some a-hole in France wanted a book. <laughs> and I was like, I'm not doing this again. <laughs> Did they send you like a photo of the book? Like, yeah, yeah. As they, a... sh- they showed photos and they were damaged. I mean, they didn't say the, the... They just constantly went back to... And it was poorly packed. And it's like, I know it wasn't. I know that we bubble wrapped it and then wrapped it in paper and yeah. then put it into a solid brand new box. So I know it wasn't poorly packed. Yeah, It's possible that they destroyed it in shipping and then repacked it in something bad, which happens to us sometimes from like shippers. But uh, can, you, can you insure the things? It is insured, but uh. he didn't want to do that. And, he, and PayPal doesn't care. So he just went to them and Ugh. said... This this person's trying to steal from me. And I was like, okay, none of this anymore. Nope. No, thank you. Yeah. So that don't exist no more. Anyway, but what does exist is Star Wars number 33. Oh, yeah. With Lucas Skywalker. <laughs> Skywilker. Skywilkers. Skywilkers. We've got... Uh, oh, and it's got, a, it's got an action figure cover with a Gungan on it. Gungan. Gungan. What's a Gungan? What... What is a Gungan? <laughs> you know, man. Oh, a, ja- a Jar Jar. It's a Jar Jar. Yeah. But it's a Jar Jar that's also part catfish. Okay. It's a catfish Jar Jar. It's the, he's got like a mustache, but it's made out of skin. I think like skin that... W- see, this is where I differ from your average uh, obsessive Star Wars fan. I think that all aliens are named after the most popular character of that alien. <laughs> so like a Wookiee is a Chewbacca. It's a Chewbacca. It's a Greedo. 
It's yeah, a Dracula. It's a Greedo. <laughs> it's a Hammerhead. It's, uh, you know. People get mad at me because I think that all birds are chickens. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. They just are. Deal with it. Uh, anyway, Star Wars Hidden Empire number five is out. Uh, there's yet another one of these these Blu-rays, is, 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 but this one is the Stephen King collection because we're in Maine, bub. Yeah. Uh, and this is The Stand, The Langoliers, Golden Years, Dead Zone, Pet Cemetery, Silver Bullet, and Graveyard Shift. So it's all like, in one package. You know, all in one package. So it's That's just bananas. a gigantic pile of mini series. Which stand is it? Is it the old stand or the new stand? It's the old one. It's oh, the, cool. the, the CBS one. Nice. I got the new stand at Marden's for three dollars, and I still haven't watched it. The stand is like <sighs> it has that dickhead who's playing the Flash as one Trash Can Man or something. Oh no, he plays Trash Can Man. I think so. Oh shit. Uh, yeah, I might watch that. I uh, the problem is everybody has asked me <laughs> like if I have seen that when it was coming out. People mm. were always like asking about it, and I was like, I just love the stand. Yeah, like, I love the book so much that it's it feels like it feels completely superfluous to watch any kind of adaptation. Oh, you've never even seen any adaptation. Never of seen that? any oh, wow. adaptation. The original the is good. This this really? one you're talking about that's on this DVD. I actually really liked it. But I the stand is my favorite Stephen King book. It's it's definitely and uh, I've 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 it's up there. I will watch any adaptation of it. I'm I'm pretty much in a in a tie for the stand, it, and the Salem's Lot. But I think Salem's Salem's Lot's Lot top. Good. Yeah. Uh, All right. Venom number eighteen, and also uh, uh, the Shining is the best thing he's ever written. The Shining, but it's but that's like a literary book. Mm. I could go into it. My I have to admit, analysis. I've actually never actually read it. I've only seen the film. It's it's literally it is by far the smartest thing he ever wrote, huh. and I I like it when he writes smart, but I also like it when he writes dumb. So th- like that, I feel like is a it has really interesting psychological themes. There's all sorts of things that they left out of the like that I can understand why he was mad that they left them out of the movie, but hmm. I love the movie. So I like it. I personally like it when he writes cocaine. Uh oh, <laughs> Tommy Knockers. <you laughs> sure. Tommy Knockers is I like good. it when he films cocaine as well, too. Oh, Maximum, Maximum Overdrive, Overdrive is also very good. AKA <laughs> <laughs> Cocaine the movie. Oh my god. Oh, uh, I love that fucking By movie. By the way, that movie is great. It's so good. Oh, and also Also you can go visit that truck. It's in Maine. <laughs> nice. I think it's in Castine. Really? It was the last time I read about it. You know, some wh- guy from Castine bought it. Uh, y- which are is you my hometown. Sure. I, I I'm sure it was then. I don't know where are you it sure is now. Sure, it was now. that guy because some guy in Tennessee, the guy that we had at our convention, who had the 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 actual the front of it. You, uh-huh. It might be maybe the truck is there. Maybe. But the the truck from. Big Trouble in Little China, what, the Pork Chop Express. Oh, maybe that, that is, is what I'm Castine. thinking of. Maybe that's that what I'm thinking of. Okay. And you can go visit that because it's literally just on his lawn. Hmm. So I know that because one of my friend's family members lives out there and he told me about it. Oh, interesting. I'm sorry. Don't listen to me. I'm full of shit. But we did we did feature the Green Goblin, the remade Green Goblin face from the Maximum Overdrive truck at our third convention yes i remember i think i exhibited there as a as an exhibitor exhibitor you were like exhibit yeah Uh, it's like dos (laughs) effects diggity dos effects diggity diggity 
What about Stillwater by Zdarsky? Sure. It's number 18. We got another volume of those fabulous furry freak brothers. It's Grassroots and Other Follies, the fourth hardcover in the series. Cool cover. Oh, these are beautiful editions. I love the cutout covers and all that. I would say. I don't care that much about the fabulous furry freak brothers, yeah. but if you do, here it is. Yeah, if you like the San Francisco underground. If you like that San Francisco beat. If you like comics that are really over the top in their dumb pot references. Yep. No, I had nothing against it. I lo- the cover. This is the best p- collection of these that I've seen in terms of aesthetics, oh, would yeah. say. Yeah. Very That's nice. Cool. Very nice package. Uh, Venom number 18 is out this week. I actually you know, checked this out and it I was fine. Liked it. I've hated Venom since this series launched, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and I was like, "Huh, this one's kind of all right." Yeah, I kind of like this one. I think they finally <laughs> figured out that, like, maybe we're doing something wrong with Venom. Let's course correct. Oh, uh, I mean, uh, it's only Ewing and no Cates. Yeah, maybe that's finally it. I, think, I don't know. That I guy think, just soured like a like I a think bad Cates lemon. Just like hit a wall, and he's yeah. just. I think he needs a break. Maybe. I think he just he yeah. got too popular too fast, and take, he just needs to calm down. Take a breather, buddy. Yeah. Uh, the Walking Dead, number 60. Mm. Uh, that is, of course, the deluxe edition. And the greatest comic of all time is out this week. Where Monsters Lie, number three. Ooh. I continue to think this this book is fucking wonderful. Oh, it my is. God. Kyle Starks can do no wrong. Yeah. And uh, it is great. Pick yeah. of the week for me. Yeah, I didn't. You know, nothing really like floored me this week, but uh, I I have no problem saying this is my pick of the week. Yeah, where monsters lie is, I mean, were it not for the fact that I was so into Planet of the Apes, where monsters right. lie is up there. Yeah, I mean, where monsters lie is a much simpler story, and it, but it's much, it's so fun. It's yeah, so fun. I mean, a guy kills another guy with a lawnmower. Come on. I mean, yes, there's there's definitely there is a grizzly lawnmower death and there's a few other really it makes gross. makes a rugga dugga dugga. Rugga dugga dugga. It's so good. I thought you were kicking a baby in the air. <laughs> it's so funny. He's so funny. Uh, I love him. It's so good. Uh, Wolverine number 32 is out this week. Yep. And guess what? Beast is still a prick. Yep. Also, he has fangs for some reason, because that's cool. He's a deep-sea fangly beast. He's a dickhead. He is. He's a fuzzy dickhead, though, so... He used to be fun. I actually dug out some old X-Men comics just so I could read them when they were fun. (laughs) I was like, ah, I just need to remember that the beast used to, like, grab people from from lampposts and toss them in the air and stuff and be, like, telling jokes. I do... uh, Yeah, beast back when he was a good character was definitely one of my favorite characters um yeah there you go so that's what we got we got all those did you say immortal x-men i did okay yeah back in i but Uh, back in the i section i wasn't paying attention yeah yeah so we got all those things there's a bunch of trades there's a bunch of toys there's a bunch of other stuff we have all sorts of crazy things t-shirts so many yeah 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 all sorts of things so uh enjoy all that stuff and uh and like I said, uh, if you want to follow along with this week's Funbox Monster podcast, we've got a copy of uh, Basket Case 2 available 
on the website. Yeah, come check out the DVD section here. It's growing. Yes. And, and fun. And it's only... Also soundtracks. Yeah, and it's only dumb stuff that I like. So it's, <laughs> so it's really, good. Yeah. So good, it's not, dumb stuff that Tristan likes. I'm literally just like, I'm totally curating to only bad movies that I enjoy. Nice. And so there it is. Uh, this really good. Let's see. Yeah, that's it. That's all I can think of. Um, we're going to be at that comic convention at the end of the month in Portland, so that'll be cool. Ooh, nice. I don't know how that's going to work out. It sounds terrifying. It sounds too big for its britches. I can't imagine how they're going to handle something the size of the Civic Center with something like this, but uh, we'll see. I haven't been. I can't remember. I think I, the last time I was at the Civic Center was, oh, no, I saw a Dropkick Murphys show that someone <laughs> basically like made me go to. I wish somebody made me go see Megadeth, but uh, I was still in... I was still in pandemic panic mode and sure. I just could not bring myself to be in a room with that many people. Yeah. Uh, there well, you go. I don't know. It's been over 10 years since I've been there. Interesting. Be fun to return. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious. I hope, I hope this is cool. I mean, Kane Hodder is going to be there and Ooh. so is, uh, so is Tom Savini. Ooh. Hopefully he doesn't remember that he's mad at me. Oh no. Why is he uh, mad at you? Eh, it was a long time ago. Okay. You can tell me off. <laughs> yeah, we're not recording. <laughs> uh, it involves Spooky World and some other stuff. Oh, uh, the way back. I, yes. Uh, it involves me not being able to use the internet properly. Anyway, uh, thank you all for listening, and we will see you next week. Yes, we will. Bye. Bye.